Welcome back to more of our show with Pilar Walsh. Here we go. All right, we're back and we're continuing with Pilar Walsh. And uh, we have so much more still to talk about. Pilar. Pilar. I like saying it ethnically. Is that the Portuguese? <laughs> See, I was putting the stress on the second syllable, but... <laughs> Pilar. 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 See, that's where I can't... I have... Or you say Pilar. <laughs> I'll give Pilar. you a break. Pilar. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. Um, let's talk a little bit more where we left off before. Let's talk a little bit more about the 60s and the hippie thing. Oh, stuff. gosh. Um, you had mentioned Janis Joplin. Yeah, I could mention Janis Joplin, who uh -huh. I had the opportunity to meet um, because I was driven by the equipment guy back to their hotel on Sunset Boulevard, the seedy little hotel that's still there. And I knocked on Sam's door and I really wanted to meet him. He was so good looking and he was so happy I was there and we snogged, I guess that's snogged, <laughs> British, we snogged a bit. But then we went to dinner at a Chinese restaurant and I got to meet her and she was really nice. She I was bet. nice to me. I, I was, she was nice, yeah. Yeah, I really liked right, her. Right. There was a member of Steppenwolf, too. Oh, I was going to mention that was a, another really wild encounter. Um, I was living with this guy, or briefly, because I was, you know, hopping around as the hippie groupie, and he was selling <laughs> drugs to Steppenwolf. So we went over there, and I got a chance to meet Animal Huxley, who um, actually is Aldous Huxley's granddaughter or niece, I think. Oh, I really? can't he remember. Wrote Brave New World. Animal Huxley. Yeah, he wrote books. Uh -huh. and I love that book. Steppenwolf. Yeah. He wrote Steppenwolf, too. Really? And, yeah, didn't he? I have no idea. Oh, no, that's Herman Hess. I'm oh. sorry. Okay. No, no. Okay. Aldous Huxley wrote Brave New World, yeah. Brave New World, yeah. Because um, I had to read that in junior high school. That yeah. That was required reading. Well, she and I hit it off, and we... Got, went to their little, they were hired by a Jewish uh, academy, educational academy to go play at some graduation. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and that was one of their first, good, yeah. <laughs> and I was able to hear their first single, Born to be Wild, I think it was at uh -huh. the time, or could have been, there was a B-side, but I got to hear that on a little demo, 45. Oh, how fun is that? Uh, in their apartment in uh, Hollywood. That would be called a vinyl record. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a vinyl record. But it was... Um, Which are coming back, by the way. Yeah, she was living with um, a Russian, Moreve, the guitar player. Oh, okay. And I did hook up with Mike Monarch, the guitar player. <laughs> a one-off. <laughs> oh, the 60s. So then you moved to Hawaii. Well, no, then I moved back to Laguna. Oh, okay. And met the drummer from Dickdale, and then we hooked up and lived together, and I had a baby, and and he disappeared, and it's all in the sizzle reel, I think. <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, some these masseuse, there was a married couple, they gave me a ticket to go to Hawaii and live on this commune. Uh huh. So that's that was the, the route. Okay. I and when took. you got to Hawaii, you met a baroness. Oh, yes. Um, I ran into Nancy's sister, Lori um, and McIntyre, and we uh, took a trip to the Big Island mm -hmm. from Oahu. And uh, she told me about a spiritual path that she was on, and uh, she goes, you want to come meet 
this woman. I go, sure, why not? So I went over with her to an anthurium farm in Mountain View, Hawaii. What's an anthurium farm? An anthurium is those uh, flowers that look like plastic, and they have that funny little thing. Oh, I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So they had, and she turned out to be a baroness from Germany. Her name was Michelle von Reuk-Lewinsky. Wait a minute, say that one more time. Michelle, Baroness is Michelle von Reutlewinski, and her husband was Ludwig. And she was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen, and the way she came across. And uh-huh. I said, I want what you have, and uh-huh. that changed my life, was meeting her and following the spiritual path that she turned me on to. Did you stay in touch with her for afterwards? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For years. She moved uh-huh. to Australia. She passed away there. Mm. After a while, a few years. Right. But, and that's yeah. when you started dancing I in dance, Hawaii. And that's when I started dancing again, right after that. Yes. Yeah, gave up my evil ways, <laughs> smoking pot and taking you LSD. You couldn't do those things and dance, too. Could Can't you? do that. No. Yeah, well, work. I met some dancers that were high sometimes, you know. Right. It was the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> they were from San Francisco. You know? <laughs> But I, I, I do want to say that um, my last LSD trip was <laughs> living in Volcano Hawaii, and the volcano erupted, and the sky turned red, and of course we're all high and going ah, you know. Oh my and it gosh. was I'll never forget that, you know, because it was so different and weird and crazy, and we couldn't I couldn't believe it, and like. And I was looking at this baby and going, "What am I doing?" You know, she How turned old into a. was she about? She that was time? six months old by then. Oh, so she was a little thing. She's still tiny and yeah. dependent on me, and so I had to alter my ways back then, and mm-hmm. that was when it all changed. That's a that's a great exit from that lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like a grand finale exit. Yeah. From okay, that lifestyle. I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then you you talk about um, journaling every day. Oh yeah, along the, the my little path of of trying to find myself, trying to deal with kids, you know, because eventually there was four kids. Mm. Yeah, which we'll there get was to, a yeah. time. I think it was in Texas. Someone turned me onto the book by Julie Cameron called The Artist's Way, mm-hmm. and she suggested if you really want to create, be creative, and not be blocked, you know, as a writer, do the journal j- journaling as anything, oh, singer. Okay ceramist oh, you know anything okay. she was wrote this great book and I took up the journaling part as uh-huh. a, a religion no what do you call it as uh, religious you mentioned affirmations too. yes and writing affirmations so that that kind of sinks in mm-hmm. um, and because I came from a background of really hating myself I just hated myself. I thought it was terrible. And I would do these crazy things because I didn't like myself enough to not do them. And uh, I, I made a mistake of um, uh, thinking sex was love, which right. neither has had anything to do with each other. Right. And um, really messing up my life. And if it's not too personal, why did you hate yourself? Well, first of all, my father was an alcoholic. Ooh, yeah. So thank God for Al-Anon. And, mm. um, and he was physically abusive oh. to me and, and that, my brother. Oh, and your brother was disabled? Crippled, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was t- when he was drunk, he was awful, you know. But a lot of people have gone through that. And, and that led to you hating yourself. Yeah. So, because I don't, I don't know, I was raised yeah, by I know, with Ozzie, Ozzie and Harriet. Harriet. <laughs> 
<laughs> we talked about this the other day. I was very blessed. No home is perfect, right? But yeah. my home was probably as close to perfect as you could get. Yeah, and that's probably why you don't have any scars on your face, because, you know, I picked my face up. Oh, you have terrible. scars? Oh, well, they're probably I've never covered up it. with wrinkles now. <laughs> no, they're covered up with sunshine. <laughs> oh, boy, I used to get tan, like... Uh, in Hawaii, I was like brown. I bet you do tan really well. I do. Yeah. Very Brazilian skin. Yeah. All right. So you right. were asking something, <laughs> and we went off. I know. So, okay, it? so you're in Hawaii, you're dancing, you did your last LSD trip. Yeah. And, and became a professional. You did this for 10 years in Hawaii? Yes, I did. It? Yeah, that you were dancing. Oh, I was so lucky. I got to do some. And I the wonder- journaling. The journaling, Did yeah. Did journaling, journal, journaling lead to your poetry book? Yes. Let's talk about that now. Oh, you want to talk about the poetry book? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay. The one that you read the poem from okay. at the opening of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, this happened, of course, I mentioned before. I had lost everything. I don't know. If, did I mention it before? Um, How did you lose everything? I got a divorce. Ah. Boy, that's a common story, isn't it? <laughs> Lost everything. I had to pawn my jewelry. I had to move. So I went back to California. Thank God for some friends there that turned me on to this apartment building, and I moved into one of the studios. And uh, the word essentials popped into my brain. I said, you know, I love that word because, uh-huh. you know, I try to focus on what's essential mm-hmm. in my life. In life. You know, and I, I don't know, we're going to talk about reading another poem. We will at the end of the show. Uh, at the end of the yeah. show, but do you want, can I read about essentials right now, or should we pass? Let's, let's wait. Let's wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so, because I... I love I, the idea, but let's, yeah, yeah, let's make it really a special So I call moment. it essentials, giving birth to words, rhymes, and a story or two. I had a couple stories that I, I started writing in Hawaii, you know, I'd watch these surfers and and how they walked on water because there was this... Uh, jetty or something that came out from Alamoana Beach Park and they'd walk on it and and all you saw was water and they walk out to the catch the waves yeah and then I wrote about my experience of um, safety under the piano I call it under the piano so I wrote because that's where you would hide so that was from to get away from your childhood my father and okay yeah Right, safety hide under, under the piano. The piano. <laughs> if you're gonna hide somewhere, that's a beautiful place. That's a pr- great place, yeah. <laughs> so now the jewelry came in when you. Uh, yeah, that was much later. That was much later when you started After making the divorce jewelry. And, and jewelry is going to be pilars. Which I, I can't say it correctly. What no. pilar? Yeah, pilar. That's, right. that's going to be her demonstration today. Um, yeah. The, the next segment of the show. So I'll show you how to make some earrings yeah. that. It's really simple, but you know, it's all about the tools. We'll oh, talk yeah, about that we'll later. Talk about that, yeah. So um, I have random notes. So t- uh, forgive me if I go no. out of order on this. No, okay? I'm, I'm cool. I'm but cool. you in New Hampshire? Yes. Summerstock? Yes. Okay, let's talk about that. Oh gosh, that really? You want to hear about my summerstock? Yeah. I got to do Man of La Mancha, and funny thing happened in Way of the Forum. I was a dancer and then a chorus, sang in the chorus and yeah. did that. Yeah. But uh, I had some really interesting experiences. And New there. Hampshire came where in your movie? That was when I. Oh, place. interestingly enough, there was one year I spent outside of Hawaii. I went there at 69, left in 1980, but there was one year I moved to New York. 
Uh-huh. Talk about going all over the place, doing crazy, weird stuff. You've been all over the I place. I know. I was in New York, and I got hired by Salomon Brothers, and my boss was Michael Bloomberg. Oh. So that was one era that uh-huh. was very interesting, and I worked on the trading floor. Oh, I'd love that. That was really fun, and but I was really... And um, lost. I didn't know what I was doing, but I really faked it. You know? I faked it good. So I worked there, and then that's. And then after that, someone told me about the auditions for the uh, summer stock. So I went there. Oh, and did that. I forgot about Which that. Which was a better fit for you? Oh, much. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we had so much fun. There was lakes and rivers, and you know, fun stuff. I've never been there. Yeah. Oh, I've it's beautiful. New Hampshire. But this is a, in the '70s, so it's a long time ago. And then, yeah. then I end up going back to LA very briefly, teaching at my mom's studio, and then meeting this guy, my second husband, which lasted all of 11 months, and we moved back Woo. to Hawaii, where okay. my daughter was. Uh-huh. Living with who she thought was her father, her real father, but, but then who was she. It? But she found out later that was my first husband, the one uh-huh. I met in Hawaii. Oh right, okay. And then started doing other shows there mm-hmm. in the late seventies. And, and your daughter, you you just touched on that. She yeah. found out later who her real father yes. was. Yes, yes, and met him. Oh well, good. I'm glad in she Santa met him. Santa Cruz, yeah, fine. Yes. Yeah. There's just something to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, and then you had you had four children total. The first daughter. Yes. And then three children with this husband. With uh, my third husband. Okay. I don't mind saying that. Right, because you're... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even count the second one, you know. It wasn't even a year. Right. No, my third husband. We were married for 13 years, mm, okay. and we had three children, and I uh, kept trying to learn the piano, but I kept getting pregnant. <laughs> and I tried to learn the piano, <laughs> I kept getting pregnant. <laughs> it was really kind of funny. I love the piano. And you well, have grandkids? I have six, possibly very soon seven. Uh-huh. And great? I have two great-grandchildren mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. from my granddaughter. So you have to understand, my daughter, who passed... She and I had babies twice, almost exactly the same time. Oh my gosh, because you were so young when you had her. Yeah, so um, my son and her son were born two weeks apart. Her first son and my second son. I had another son already before that. And then uh, my daughter and her daughter were born two months apart. Oh my gosh, so almost like... And they just recently hooked up. Uh, they're both in Washington State. Uh-huh. And my daughter, Amalia, went and took a trip uh, to visit her auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's her auntie. Or is she the aunt? I can't remember. One of them is the aunt, one's the niece. <laughs> I don't know. They're they making were me so think. Close. <laughs> <laughs> they were so close. Oh, my gosh. So you and your daughter... Your first daughter, yeah, Leah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Um, you kind of grew up together in a way, yes. right? And I have to say, she was one of the most creative people I'd ever met. She could do anything with art, photography, macrame, pottery. She was photographs. You know, she would do. She, she loves flowers. She did that photograph. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did so hundreds great. others about flowers, you know. She even called herself a Leah Flower oh. on her, that was her um, handle on oh, that's pretty. Instagram? No, 
Facebook? I forget. One of them. Uh, yeah, one of them. One of the social media. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, moving forward. Yeah. You mentioned Tin Cup. Oh, you want me? No, I mentioned that only. That's a little more personal. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was living in Kingwood right before my divorce from my last husband. Oh, okay. And that dream I had, and I don't want to talk about it. Okay, that. we'll skip that. We'll skip that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about your meeting Anthony Hopkins. Oh, that was wonderful. That was a kind of a miraculous. What time period was this? <clears throat> that was 1981. Uh huh. 1980 or 81. I moved back from Hawaii. I started studying acting. <clears throat> with Lance Lindsay on Santa Monica Boulevard. Okay, and in California. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one night after class, I had just done a scene from Requiem for a Heavyweight, and yeah. I was driving down San Vicente Boulevard, and he pulled up next to me at a signal. I rolled down my window, I said, I really would love to talk to you, he goes, okay. And he pulls over underneath. That's incredibly yeah. generous of him. Yeah. He could have gone, nope, got to be somewhere, yeah. you know. Well, he did have to be somewhere, and you'll laugh when I tell you that what he had to get home to is to watch Requiem for a Heavyweight with Jack Palance on Playhouse 90 rerun or something to that effect. <laughs> but he was, so, he was so encouraging and kind, and I said, you know, I had to explain so you, to him. you hopped out of your car. Yeah, and God jumped in his car, and we chatted under the 405 freeway, <laughs> and he was just <clears throat> the sweetest man <clears throat> and I told him because I had seen him much earlier in the 70s in War and Peace on BBC mm -hmm. and he played Count Bazuhoff and he had a line that just really spoke to me he says you know life is the day-to-day -day living of it and I felt like wow he's mm. like a prophet, you know, or like he was comparable to a priest or a prophet or something that was touching me uh -huh. for to add to my life a way to be. And I said that what inspired me to study acting was that his performance in that show. So I told wow. him and he goes, oh my goodness, thank you. And, and then he patted my thigh and said, I've really got to go. Uh, but good luck, I, it'll all work out. And, and that was such a cool thing to say to Words me. Words of encouragement. Yeah. I am a member of SAG. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, yeah. <coughs> I got out, jumped out of the car, got in my car, and was on cloud nine. But was he it? wasn't that film famous yet. Ah. But you knew who he was because you had seen him. And well, yeah. Because I'm a big Anglophile and mm -hmm. I love the British. Theater, mm, films, mm -hmm. actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My last husband was English. I was British. Those are those <laughs> moments where, you know, you couldn't have ever planned something like that. Oh it was my just God! Meant to be, you know, it was a gift. Yeah, yeah. That you met him. It was like that astrologer back in the seventies in Hawaii said, "You're going to work in film. Never give up." And boy, I'll tell you, those words were so embedded in my psyche. An astrologer that you talked to? Yeah, about, you know, she did my chart and all that. Mm -hmm. And I have, you know, worked in and out, dabbled. And you never give up. And I'm not going to give up because I really want to see Charlie Illumina be yeah. a film. Yeah. Breakaway Bay be a film. How I Survived the 60s be a film. I would love that. Right. And you are dealing with personal health. Well, okay. Yeah, and I don't want to be in a rush. I don't want to 
be hungry, have a hungry heart about, oh, gotta do this now. Right. But I'm diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer to my spine mm. and now my pelvis. And I am on medication. I do have treatment. You know, I right. try not to, I'm in denial, <laughs> big time. I try to act as if that's, nothing's wrong with me, but I do depend on pain medications. And, right. um, but the strangest thing, I have to admit, and these are not just idle words, I have never been happier. I don't really? know why, and more grateful. With everything you've done, yeah, you've never been happier than you yeah. are right now. Isn't that? Well, I'm happy because I got to write, mm -hmm. and I get to make jewelry. I don't have to go anywhere. I can sit right here. I just watched that beautiful movie. I have to say, I have to recommend Maestro to anyone who loves music, and to anyone who loves the brilliance of what Bradley Cooper did with the story, uh -huh. and how he talked about there's this place that he has to go to to write that exquisite music. And he which, plays who in that movie? Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> the genius, you uh -huh. know. And I was so lucky back in Hawaii to perform in Bernstein's Mass, which was created mm -hmm. to open the Kennedy Center. Mm -hmm. And I got to be one of the street singers. Specifically to, for the opening yeah. of the Kennedy Not Center. the one I did in Hawaii, yeah, but, but it was written and that was one of the most amazing experiences of my life was to, to, to be in that show and right. perform. That was my first professional singing gig. Right. Wow. And I just, and, and, and in the film, he, they show him writing the last movement of that production. Uh -huh. It's called Laude Laude, and, and I just like, it was a puddle at the end. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. It was just beautiful. Oh, so let's talk about New York. Okay. Cabaret. The second time I was there. The second time you were in New yeah. York. Yeah. And um, I had just finished studying singing and acting with Carol D'Andrea, wonderful teacher. Um, she was in the original film of West Side Stories, The oh, Token really? Blonde. Anyway, so, yeah. um, so I got all hyped up, thought, oh, this will be my last chance. I think it was 2011, 2012. I thought I'd go to New York and see what I can do, you know, with the singing. And um, nothing monumental happened except for I was asked to do a cabaret show and uh, at Singer Space, which um, was a part of Symphony Space, 90, 94, 97, 94th, I forget, some street, a <laughs> very oh. well-known area of, of Manhattan. Okay. And so I was invited and I got together with Barry Pearl and a drummer, and I even had a guest trumpeter, and I did a whole... And there was a pianist. Barry Pearl. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Oh, he's, he's uh, when incomparable. When I the video that we're going to watch, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. He's incomparable, and such a kind soul. And um, I had such a, uh, what do you call it, a coterie of friends and mm -hmm. people who really supported my singing. Mm -hmm. And I put together this cabaret show, and I sang some... Uh, a, Brazilian song, De Garota de Ipanema, in Portuguese, and uh, they enjoyed it. The girl from That's Ipanema. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love singing in Portuguese, and um, so that was a really, I had a great review. I don't know if you know who Richmond Shepherd is, but it's Vonda Shepherd's father, oh. and he is an actor, a mime, very well-known mime. He came, saw the show, and wrote a really nice review for me. And, 
I thought I was on my way. Then I got really sick and I decided I had to leave New York and then I went to Florida for a little bit and then I ended up in North Carolina and so that was okay. my okay my journey to North Carolina. <laughs> and now we have a video. Oh, of the cabaret show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you provided us with a video. Yes, of, of that. course. And your singing is beautiful. Well, on thank this. you so much. Yeah. So let's watch that now. Yeah.
boy, you are so good on stage. Oh, really? And so, such a good singer. Oh, well, thank oh, you. Man. You're fantastic. Well, I was told, I am not, am I on, are we taping? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I should say it. There was this woman in, in Indonesia who told me that was my true talent, was singing. You know? Oh. But then after a while, I got to the point where, oh, you're too old now, you know. Uh, I know. Fooey. <laughs> Fooey on Well, that. I get to sing in different choirs, yeah. <laughs> Let's touch very briefly on, um, you modeled also, and you oh, yeah. also have worked uh, with makeup. Oh, yeah. That was my day job, I called it. Okay. Because that nighttime was, I was performing in a show or dancing in something or other and uh, I got hired by Revlon in Hawaii uh -huh. in the 70s and got trained to do makeup and uh -huh. did some you know big time demonstrations at Liberty House and all that and then I really honed my skills as a makeup artist because I found that I couldn't always get dancing gigs so uh -huh. I worked um, with models in other fashion shows, mm -hmm. not as a model, but as a makeup artist. Uh -huh. And then that developed, uh, there was a time, I'm trying to think, how did I end up in Texas? I ended up in Texas doing a lot of makeup for okay. headshots. Oh, all right. I hooked up with a, a couple of photographers there and they'd hire me as a makeup artist. And then I'd worked in Seattle as a makeup artist. Do you I'd, want to hold up you oh, some pictures? Oh, you want to see? Um, yeah, I did this. Uh, did a couple of things. One was for a lady. She was uh, she worked for Disney Tunes, and I did her makeup and hair for a magazine so cover. And then I did this uh, in Hawaii for my daughter. She was the photographer, and she needed a makeup and hair person. So I went to Hawaii and did she that. She took this picture, and she took that picture and ended up on Travel and Style okay. in L.A. This was a model actress in Las Vegas. I was there briefly, uh -huh. <laughs> thinking I was going to be in a show. And then, um, this is, let's see, what should I go next? Oh yeah, here's more Hawaii and Texas. I worked, I don't know if you can oh, see they them. they look beautiful. These two were twins, you said, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, oh, your makeup is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, people. yeah, and then, um, this was LA, Seattle. These were in LA, this was Seattle. Okay. She was a beautiful model. Is really and then this was I'm trying to remember where this. I think this was Seattle, Seattle, and L.A. Okay, I think. Right. <laughs> it's been so long oh, it's since so I've been beautiful. doing. Beautiful. Thank you. Also, you have provided us with a number of pictures of things that you've done. Oh yeah. Over time. Okay. So let's talk about those real briefly. Okay. Uh, we've been talking. Are you going to well. show them or? Yeah, we're going to oh, show okay. them. Yeah. All right. So oh, we yeah. talked about Bernstein's mass. Yes. Let's go to. Uh, dancing days. Yeah, that's why it was a studio shot of me dancing, it's a, it's doing a, a pose. Yeah, it's so Judy Garland. Oh, you that think? Shot. Yeah. Really? Oh, totally. It's Judy Garland. Oh, how funny. I love it. Okay. I love it. And then um, Trevor Noah. Oh, that one. I did a. I did um, what do you call stock photos for uh -huh. this guy? He wanted someone to dress up like a fortune teller. Uh huh. And uh, you don't know where they're going to end up. And my daughter calls me one day and says, Mom, you're on TV. You're on the Trevor Noah Show. And, <laughs> and he called me something the Magnificent is going to tell us who's going to become president. And they put, <laughs> they put my picture there with all these other people who were, you know, talking about the election. How funny. Who knew? Huh? Yeah, who knew? Yeah. That was bizarre. And then, um, I, I can't uh, say this. Mephistopheles? Thank you. 
Yeah, I danced in operas, which I loved doing. It was, Why were they different from other things? I don't know. My grandmother was an opera singer uh -huh. in Brazil. Really? And I grew up listening to the music, uh -huh. a lot of opera music. Uh -huh. And I just had so much fun because to me, opera is total theater. Total theater. You got it, it all. Is. And it was kind of the origin of... Musical theater. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what it is today. Right. Uh, musical of musicals. Okay, that was my third trip, my second trip to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was my second trip to Hawaii. Because um, I've been there recently. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I was hired to do a wonderful show because I had worked Jim Hutchinson, with Jim Hutchinson on Pippin, which I did mm -hmm. in Hawaii, mm -hmm. the first time I was there. And then the uh, second time I, he hired me to do the musical of musicals. It is so, you have to be a fan of musical theater to really appreciate it because it was spoofs on all the shows that Sondheim, Lloyd Webber wrote, Rodgers and Hammerstein, we did Oklahoma, and uh, a spoof on Oklahoma, a spoof on Maine. Is it a comedy then? It's, oh yeah. Hugely oh, okay. comedic. Uh -huh. And then um, Candor and Ab, who wrote um, uh, Cabaret, the show Cabaret. Ooh. Ooh. And we got to, I got to do an accent, which I love doing accents. <laughs> I did a German accent in, one, in that one. So it was Playing like, it, a, oh, it was like one of the best times I've ever had doing a show. And the next one, only, you, see, you need to say this one too, only... Oh, yeah, when I was studying ballet in, at the University of Hawaii, they cast me to do kind of a lead role in Coppelia. That's it. The ballet, Coppelia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can forget the word only. I don't know why that's there. But oh, anyway. really? Okay. And then, um, uh, and then let's Pippin. See. And then Pippin, yeah. Oh, God. Right. Well, Pippin was definitely a fun time. Yeah, yeah. I love doing musicals, yeah. Yeah, they, they're really fun. They're magical. Oh, they they're just are. magical. You know, yeah. we, need, we need musicals. <laughs> we do. You know? The more the better, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now let's talk about, let's see, what do we have here? Um, oh, one more, one more uh, good-sized thing. Eternal Rhythm. Oh, gosh. Well, that, uh, that's a real um, surprise uh -huh. because I found out about LEAP, Liberal Education for Arts Professionals, which is a program that they created in St. Mary's College in Moraga, up north near Berkeley. And in California. In California. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I found out about the program and it was created for ex and current professional dancers. You had to have had a career as a dancer to yeah. qualify for this program, and you get a BA in performance arts. Okay. So I started going to the classes downtown in Little Tokyo. They had a hotel that they rented for classes there. And um, I had to do a senior project. And because I had done the sizzle reel out uh -huh. in Costa Mesa, and we hired these drummers. We didn't hire them, they <laughs> did it for free. But I talked to them, and one was from Burundi, Africa. The other lady went to Cuba twice to study drums. I forgot the, oh, and the other guy, let me remember, um, what's uh, Somalia, I think. Uh, where's mm -hmm. Masamba Diop, who, who did the film 
uh, Black Panther. Right. He created uh, this back and forth thing for drummers from America to come study in, is it Somalia or Sumatra? I forget. No, Sumatra is in Indonesia. <laughs> Somalia or, yeah. Anyway, I may be getting that wrong. I should look it up. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. So anyway, I had these three drummers and I went, oh my God, they're all from different countries or they study. And all of a sudden I got inspired to look into drumming uh -huh. as a topic of people dancing to the drumming. Mm -hmm. So I created Eternal Rhythm, a global revelation of drum dance and song. It's, it was supposed to be a, you know, um, a senior project, three 15 minute clips. Right. Which I would write about it, right. and then, you know, so I did that, and uh, then all of a sudden I realized, well, why don't I do a whole documentary? I think it's a fantastic idea. Oh, you know, to do it. Well, it's all about joy, aren't we? Yeah. Here to try to create yeah. joy. And you created yeah. the sizzle reel for your senior pro as part of your senior project. The sizzle reel, no, that you was did that, after? that was for something else. No, that was before. The documentary. Oh. So I got people from um, Burundi and footage from Burundi, Africa, uh -huh. which was great. Um, Coast, uh, what was it called? Um, they had this special dance. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I should have wrote okay. this all down because I'm losing my memory. No, <laughs> I'm not losing my memory, but it's just it's such a it's long, so long time. Uh, yeah. uh, it's been a lot of years and words. a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, no, uh, they did, well, what was it? Oh, well, definitely Cuba. Mm. I mm -hmm. got, in, I interviewed mm -hmm. people from Cuba about the drumming. Mm -hmm. And then Brazil. Uh -huh. I got some great stuff, uh, footage from Brazil. Because they, oh my God, you know, they had that Filios de Gandhi event out in, um, uh, which is a drumming event. It's a drumming event. That is, I wish I could have gone to film that. And um, Bahia, Brazil. Um, then there's, um, what was it else? God, there were so many. I, I, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering. And you received some, some footage from someone, too, that you used, right? Um, just the Burundi, okay. Africa. Okay. But he turned out to be my cameraman. Oh, the Indian, American Indians, of course. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That wow. part of it is so good. That is that so That was great. my favorite part. Yeah, because yeah. it was the heartbeat. And so, so yeah. let's watch that. Okay. I love this. You can watch reel. the trailer. I love the sizzle reel. Did I say that? I love no. This, this is a trailer. Trailer. Yeah. I love this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> the sizzle reel is the sixties. Oh right. Okay. 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 I yeah. love this. So yeah. let's watch it now. Yeah. These two amazing drummers inspired me to look into this expression that exists all over the world. Kiro Kiro came here from Burundi, Africa, and Pamela Frankel went to Cuba three times to immerse herself in the Afro-Cuban culture. While becoming familiar with them both on the set of another film I was making, a whole new world was introduced to me. It wasn't just about Africa or Cuba but a true global revelation of drum, dance, and song, and so much more.
It opened my eyes to the vast amount of people who thrive and have been doing so for centuries, using drumming, dancing, and singing for a plethora of reasons. In Burundi, not every day you can hear drum, but it's every other day you can hear drum. Somebody's drumming. Somebody's drumming. many following in their ancestors' footsteps. So began my journey to uncover and discover the many cultures around the world that play, perform, teach, and gather together. Create a kind of community, an identity. A timeless ritual for some, but for most, it is an effort to keep a joy and a vibrant spirit alive in their everyday existence. I want to tell the story of how it all began. To the times when the different cultures were almost destroyed when these rituals were abolished. And little was left but to fall into drinking and despair. But as it turned out, they took away our religion. They took an act of Congress for us to be able to worship the way we were brought up then showed the people celebrating a resurgence with so many present-day groups and cultures. Each group displays a colorful, musical, and spiritual nature of their own special and distinctive style coming from their heart. I've discovered the passion these individuals have for this activity coming through them in ways that are uplifting and nurturing for the soul. But what makes each one unique is also what makes them the same, and I will showcase the pursuit of why they immerse themselves because I have found it, it is to create a bond of love, creativity, and community that sustains each individual in their lives. I, let me say this again. Okay. Coming out of this video, let me say this again. I love this trailer. <laughs> I hope you have the opportunity to uh, expand on it and to try. I do too, because there's so many countries. I, you know, in Africa alone, you could go to Kenya and you could go to, you know, yeah. South Africa. You could go all over the place right. and find different drumming groups and the way right. they, they dance. And I had mentioned mm -hmm. I interviewed when I was interviewing recording artists. I interviewed the Bahamian. and yes. they said on Christmas in the Bahamas they have a big drumming yeah. festival there, and a competition I believe as well of drum groups. You know. And there's drumming groups here in America all oh, over the place. Absolutely. Laguna absolutely. has one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about? Oh <laughs> breast cancer angels. Oh yes. Um I am I'm hooking up with breast cancer angels. Well, I, maybe I should show you when we do the jewelry. Okay, let's do that. When yeah, we do we'll the talk. Yeah. Okay, we'll come back to that. Yeah. And is there anything that we haven't talked about? Just I'd love people's prayers that I can get through this cancer and even though it's treatable but not curable I'm just gonna prove them wrong because I, I was told four years ago I only had two years to live and here we are talking and here we today. are four years later talking about the blessings that have uh, come from just yeah. putting one foot in front of the other yeah. one day at a time yeah okay and being grateful I love it and when we
we come back with Pilar, she's going to demonstrate how she makes her jewelry, <laughs> which we are wearing. Yes, by the we're way, all wearing fun jewelry. And I love jewelry. She she uh, she outfitted me. <laughs> I got real serious about that at one time too. Right after the my daughter died and had the surgery on the mm -hmm. hip and called it Adornments by Pilar and set up a website and everything. And it's funny oh. how I got distracted and ended up doing something completely different. Right, right. But she, it's, yeah. Her pieces and her uh, ornaments, she'll tell us everything about what she does yeah. in the next part of this show. So <laughs> we'll see you there.